Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, hello and welcome to Engage for Success Radio show number 464. And today we're going to be exploring the topic, a community of leader followers, something that we're going to explore what it is, uh, why it matters, uh, why it's a good thing to think about how you might create such a community in your organization. And I'm share, uh, going to be joined today by our special guest, Jeff Spann, who is president of Leading Leaders Incorporated. A uh, little bit more about Jeff in a moment. But first of all, for those of you who don't know who Engage for Success are, we are a not-for-profit movement. We're the UK's leading voice on the topic of employee engagement. We're raising awareness and running events through our area networks around the country and our topic and sector-specific thought and action groups, developing research, publishing case studies, and shining a light on great practice. If you visit our website at engageforsuccess.org, you can learn more, you can access all of our available resources free, um, and you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter to keep yourself up to date with, with what's going on. I'm Jo Moffat. I'm one of the regular hosts of Engage for Success Radio. But as with everyone at Engage for Success, we are all volunteers and we all have day jobs. Uh, and mine is to be managing director and founder of a specialist creative agency called Woodread. And at Woodread, we use the tools, the techniques and the insight-led approach of the advertising and marketing world to help our clients create great places to work, high-performing cultures of engaged employees. So to today's topic, uh, a community of leader followers and today's special guest, Jeff Spann. Um, Jeff is a pioneer in leadership and has forged a new evolved theory and practice of leading, very appropriate to the challenges and opportunities that we face in business today. He's had more than 20 years at the helm of leading leaders and draws on his hands-on research and business leadership expertise to develop this proven process that transforms transforms complexity, turns it into innovation and optimal business outcomes. So um, to tell us more about that, welcome very much to the show, Jeff. Wow, it's great to be here, Joe. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, it's it's good good to have you with us. And um, and it's certainly a, a concept that I've I'm not familiar with. Um, and so I'd be very, very keen for you to sort of explain that to us first of all. But be, before we before we do that, um, perhaps you could just give us a little bit of background to yourself. You know, 20 years obviously running your own uh, business, but but mm -hmm. prior to, you know, tell us a little bit about your story prior to that. Yeah, sure. Well, um, I grew up in the foothills of the Appalachia Mountains along the Ohio River. And uh, <laughs> there was, uh, it, it, currently there are 18,000 people that live in Steubenville, Ohio, and the football field holds uh, 10,000 people. So okay. give you an idea how big football was. And <laughs> I happened to have an experience there that just, marked me for life. We just outperformed ourselves in spectacular fashion. Uh, uh, and and I, I was about a couple of years after that, I was like, wow, you know, we really did something beyond what we ever imagined we could do in a game that we won. Uh -huh. And I began to think, hey, uh, that felt good. I want more of that in my life. 
And how can I bring that into my life and into teams and into organizations? And that's really been the trajectory of, of, of my life in terms of that question. And I studied uh, theology and philosophy about a scholar's movement into a dialogical worldview from, from a hierarchical worldview and uh, happened to attend, uh, I'm from Chicago, so I, uh, I went deep into the training of Second City and their improv theater and okay. learned so much about the idea of leading leaders and we the leader in the act of improvisation. I remember the instructor saying, okay, follow the follower, you know, as a foundation. I'm thinking, that's the same thing as lead the leader, because if you follow the follower, that, that follower is a leader. And, uh, and so uh, that was a very life-changing uh, experience and uh-huh. did some research on the purpose of business and then began to work with some world-class uh, clients and um, really forging this process of, of we the leader. It's interesting, isn't it? You talk about the, the theatre world. It's, it's, it is interesting how often, I mean, I've been hosting this radio show now for over, over eight years and it, how, along the way, I've had a few guests who have come from or had a part of their experience that has taken them into the theatrical world, the performing right. world. Um, yeah. And it is amazing, actually. And I suppose when you sit and think about it, it's not really that surprising, but it is, it is amazing just how much those worlds do collide and how yeah. you can, you can cross fertilize the, the thinking. Yeah. And particularly uh, for we, the leader, it's the improv theater and, mm. you know, in traditional theater, there's usually a star or a couple stars and then uh, pre-written scripts predetermined scripts that you memorize mm, and mm. as as you well know in improvisation there's no predetermined script yes everybody is a leader and a follower a star and um you go with it in the moment mm. and uh i really i found it excruciating when I got into my head and exhilarating when I just got into the moment and in the moment. And then I realized that was similar to what happened in the athletic field. And so this notion of creating in the moment, I think is, uh, is one of the differences between collaborating and co-creating. It's not doing a predetermined work that someone else decided for you. It's creating in the moment what's going to happen. And this also happens in jazz, uh, jazz music. I'm not a musician, but Chicago has a thriving free jazz improvisational leader, okay. um, community. So, so this is quite a radical thought um, for people in 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 business, in, in leadership roles in organizations where they, they feel there is this sort of traditional sense that leadership set the, set the tone, set the scene, set the objective, set the strategy. And then that slowly gets cascaded to the extent that mm-hmm. everybody then delivers against that and mm-hmm. parcels it up into chunks that they get involved in mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. How can you reassure somebody listening to this that, this doesn't just end up in anarchy. 
<laughs> yes, that is. I love getting right to the question. That's fabulous. So, yeah, that's the that's the challenge, right? You got yeah. too many chefs in the kitchen, and uh, and that's why it's called a leader follower model. Mm-hmm. It's not just everyone's a leader; everyone is also a follower, and then you show up at the same in the same way. And let's let's just step back a second and take a look. A fresh. Well, first, I'll, I'll just say the shift in summary is that there is hierarchy. Mm, right. But the purpose of hierarchy is not to command and control as much as it is to create conditions for collective flow, for co-creative innovation. So to okay. ease the wonder there, you know, and and discovering that was it's just crucial in terms of the success success of we the leader because mm-hmm. I apply this this works within traditional hierarchies mm-hmm. um, and so you don't and, have to chuck that you don't chuck the traditional hierarchy out you, right. you, you you possibly make it a little gentler maybe a little little bit less prescriptive do you well or, yeah the, the 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 notion is that you know you mentioned the notion of engagement and so mm-hmm. there's the invitation to everyone bring their whole life, their who their their full being to yep. get to the to the uh, situation. Yeah. And if I'm um, if I'm only relegated to a follower, that's fine. But I don't tend to get to ch- bring my whole self to work. Mm. But if I'm fundamentally a leader and a follower, then mm-hmm. I'm bringing my full self into work and then following at the same time. And that's where the magic is. How do you lead and follow at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. let me, let me yeah. just create a framework for the leader followers. Please and then do. Then we can yeah. That. yeah let's so here's the, here's the thinking around it. And that everyone is totally unique. Mm-hmm. I, I get, you know, our, our biology, our thinking, our experiences, we're, we're unique human beings. And in that way, only you can lead yourself. Nobody else knows what your deep passions are or what your experiences have been and what it is that you have your unique contribution. Mm-hmm. And so in that sense, we're all leaders of our own lives. And so that's a fundamental presence within an organization. It, it's not often recognized that way. Secondly, as leaders of our own lives and, all, and more and more co-leaders together in doing projects and, and, and innovation, when we, we join an organization that has a common purpose, we are all implicitly or explicitly followers of the common purpose, mm-hmm. whether you're the CEO or the first person coming in. Mm-hmm. And so... In a fundamental, uh, often unrecognized sense, an organization is a community of leader followers. Yeah, yeah, I can so see that, that. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of the the logic behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then the question becomes, not just how do leaders lead followers, but how do leader followers lead projects, teams, mm-hmm. organizations together. Mm-hmm. And that's a fundamental collective approach to leadership that needs and thrives on hierarchy. But the purpose of that hierarchy is to facilitate that 
that improvisation, that 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 innovation and creativity that's so much needed in today's world and tapping yeah. into the engagement of not only the individual, but the collectiveness of the individuals leading their own lives. Yes, interesting. I, before we came on air, I was we were just chatting about the four enablers of engagement yes. that engage with success. Um, our, our two founders, David McLeod and Nita Clark, identified in their original research. And the third one is, is the importance of employee voice and mm -hmm. that, that very often the solutions, the ideas, the creativity, the innovation rests with the people who mm -hmm. are actually doing the job. And right. the employee yeah. voice is much more than just running a survey. And, and, and in the original research, which is called Nailing the Evidence, they kind of identified links between business KPIs and these four enablers. Mm -hmm. And the one around employee voice, um, it, well, sorry, the one around creativity and innovation, the KPI around creativity and innovation is amazing. If you ask a cohort of people who would, who are, who would be largely considered to be engaged in their work, they would say that, 80, that work, 85% of them say that work brings out their most creative and innovative selves. Mm -hmm. And if you ask that same question to a group of disengaged people, does work bring out your best, your most creative and innovative selves? Then it's in the region of about three percent of them say that it does. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's uh, re you know that that plays to the point you're it, making. I think it, it really really does. Yeah, mm. and I'm just kind of sitting back and taking a fresh look at hey, in light of this, what is an organization of of, of that of that reality? Mm, mm. Very interesting. Well, I know. Yeah. So, so you touched on something just at the start of what we were talking about, about the difference between collaboration and co-creation. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, I love the phrase. I love, I love co-creation. We do it a lot in, in, in the work that I do with clients. I think, it, but I'm not, I'm not sure I've ever really thought about it as being substantially different to collaboration actually so I'm I'm really interested to hear your take because I think in the in the blurb that we've got on the show uh, you yeah. talk about collaboration being a bit antiquated in terms of language now I don't want to be antiquated so you need to bring me up to, <laughs> up to speed on that Jeff well yeah yeah and and I, I do want to say that it's yeah I do think it's it's outdated but it's it's necessary but not sufficient Okay. another way but but here here's position why it, I would, position I, I would, it for us then yeah 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 so the the notion of co-labor uh is is really comes from the industrial age co-labor it was about laborers getting doing the work and typically the boss told them what to do okay and so that that's the, that's the origin of the of the language, and now we have expanded it from there. But but uh, the the language matters, you know, the words we use and the energy that it carries and the history that it has. Now mm. today, often collaboration means you know generally we're working together, and certainly mm -hmm. I'm all mm. for that. Mm. But I, I don't think co labor is a adequate category for today's world where we need to innovate more and more and more in we the moment. We need that spark of innovation, yeah, that yeah. spark of creativity, it's, and it's, that energy, not, that energy that yeah, comes with both Right, us. and, and, and yeah. that you just reflected in the research about, wow, when mm. people feel engaged and creative, they're mm. more engaged at, at their work. Mm. And part of the reason that doesn't happen, I mean, I think the language you use is, is significant. And 
And so I'm, uh, that's where, that's where, that's what's behind the, the co-labor. And then words like co-creativity or co-leading or co-leaderation. Everyone's a leader. They're leading their own lives and their followers of the common purpose. Now, how do we bring that together? Mm-hmm. Now, is that what you, is that what you talk about when you talk about tapping into the collective flow? Is that, is that, are what we would consider to be a sense of shared purpose or is it is it a bit more than that well the the notion of uh of collective flow comes from the the uh capacity to recognize and treat each other as community uh, as a community of leader followers okay. and, and not just not just um, again with hierarchy i would say it's necessary, but not sufficient for today's mm. world. This is mm. the same thing I would say there. Mm. Uh, and so we, we uh, yeah, so that's, that's what, how I put that. Okay, okay. And so if we, if we embrace this idea, um, and, and you know, it makes perfect, perfect sense to me. I understand, I understand what you're, what you're saying there. They're, they're clearly, there are going to be some pitfalls in terms of people listening to this and coming across this concept as something new and it might spark some thoughts in them. It might challenge them to think, well, actually, that's quite interesting. I wonder how could we, how could somebody listening to this conversation apply these principles? Are they, are they relatively easy or are there some, are there some big traps, big bear traps waiting for us to fall into? Well, both. Isn't that the way it is? You know, yeah, really I kind of guessed you might say that. Wow. You know, uh, well, I, uh, yeah, I'd like to just talk a bit about uh, a framework or a mindset. Mm-hmm. I've already done that some and then yep. the skills and in the skills we'll have the curious conviction and then the decision making model, which is really the link between the 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 co-creativity or, or the what I call panarchy, the the community of leaders and hierarchy. Okay. So, one of the fundamental uh, uh, principles is the notion of consilience, and consilience is the jumping together of opposing energies to create something new. It's a fundamental principle of life itself. Jumping opposite energies create something new, mm-hmm. and that principle is in science. In all the sciences, I won't mm-hmm. won't go into all that, and it's it's into how we we live together, and so the fundamental creation uh, that that we need today is coming comes from opposite points of view. That's why I talk about let's make a difference through our differences. Now that can be very challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, we do it all the time, mm-hmm. and so then um, we've talked about the the. Uh, the, the community of leader followers, and then the skill set for le- treating each other as leaders and followers at the same time. The key skill set is bringing a curious conviction. Now, when I said that to a, a, a CFO of a major, uh, a world class uh, organization, a financial organization, he said, I know how to bring a curiosity in one moment. I know how to bring a conviction in another moment. How do I bring a curious conviction at the same time? Mm. 
in the same action. And that's, that's what, that's the key. That's the key to experiencing a community, a creative community of leader followers. Hmm. And there are three steps to that. And I was going to say, come on, tell, tell us how to yeah, do it. Yeah, okay. So the, the, the three steps would be one, believe in the creative principle of opposites the, or conciliates. And, and, and act upon it so that, say, can I, can I interrupt you? I mean, I don't want to stop your flow because it's fascinating, but just to observe, is that why it is such, it is actually so powerful to have diverse and inclusive organizations? <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and to build on that, that we, the leader is an organic, DEI operating system. Mm, it's mm. built upon everyone being different, mm-hmm. equal, and vital. Mm-hmm. Different as a different unique leader, equal because we're all followers of, of the common purpose, and vital because we each have a vital piece. Without every piece, the whole doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. No, excellent. Sorry, I interrupted you, but I just no, wanted but to that, I appreciate that. That's that such, such a thing of the moment that, you know, yeah. It makes it really relevant, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah go, it really anyway, does. Anyway, your yeah. three you your three points. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the first is, you know, believe in the creative power of opposites rather mm-hmm. than trying to win the conversation or to avoid it, or to uh, rather than attack or avoid something different. Yeah. Hey, this is an it might feel nasty, you know, but hey, I can get past that. There's an opportunity to create something here. That mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, is step number one. The second is to bring your conviction as a piece of the puzzle, of, as a piece of the project or, or the research puzzle or whatever the content might be, they puzzle the team. What, what, so, might, what might an example of that conviction be? Yeah. What does that conviction look like? You know, how, how yeah, I, like, how, well, how I, I, I really, you know, I worked with teams where you got sales folks and operation folks and they just see things differently. Right. Sales folks only see the client. Operations only uh, see in the bottom line. And, okay. you know, that can right. seem to be in conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, they're, it, with a common purpose, they're... They're both needed. Got you. And if I if I bring my convictions about the client focus and try to impose them on, on the operations, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna get anywhere. Hmm. But if I see, hey, we need operations to actually serve the client, then oh, we're gonna start to see things uh, a little bit differently, and something unique is going to appear between those opposites. Got you. Okay. Okay, so is that number two, or is that number three? If we number we two, yeah. and number three is is to be constantly curious, uh-huh. uh, particularly when I'm thinking that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. You know, you you're you seem like a smart person, so help, help me understand how you get you got to that. You yeah, know? and yeah. the the beautiful thing here, Joe, that I think is beautiful is that when we bring our peace when we're really engaged in putting the puzzle together, mm. the, the problem or the mm. opportunity together, when I bring my piece, then I'm actually curious about what the other pieces are. Mm. Mm. But if I see my perspective as the whole, I, I don't have much curiosity. I'm mm. just trying to convince you. 
yeah and overrule you and yeah and right. and, and and everybody has a sense of their own worth and a sense of their own value and what they're bringing to the party yes yeah yeah, yeah they have a they're a vital piece yeah so they're yeah they're they're, they're unique leaders they're diverse they're they're uh, followers of the common purpose, so we're all equal, mm. and they're vital because they have a unique perspective that no one else has in the yeah. set of skills. Yeah, yeah, no, that all makes sense. So, so you've been you've been running your your business um, for twenty uh, odd years now, leading leading leaders. Did did you get this fully formed twenty years ago, or has this been a has this been an evolutionary process along the way? Okay. Uh, I, I want to come back to that. It's a great question. I would like to finish with the skill set of the decision making. Oh, yeah, please that's do. That's the link to the hierarchy, right? Okay, okay. So yeah. let's—I'll just real quick, yeah. you know, because we've, that's I wanna, fine. We've I got we've solve, got solve that tension. We've got four it, minutes left. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. So, so the deal is that there's a very simple decision making: decide how you're going to decide, communicate how you're going to decide, and then follow through. And I'll just to make it real simple. You can decide with a directive. You know, that plays out here that, mm -hmm. that the, the formal leader has the right to make a directive mm -hmm. or a directive with input from everybody else. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, hey, we're not going to move on this till we all come to a common understanding to the collective will. Mm -hmm. And so that helps leaders in the hierarchy respond to deadlines so mm -hmm. that they're able to do that. Now, if all I do is give directives, I'm not going to have the trust and the innovation. But if I have a culture of dialogue where we're, we're engaged in mutual conversations, I'm going to have the trust. And then I let people know this is how the decision needs to be weighed. And that's how the hierarchy helps create, create the uh, collective flow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I just wanted to. Yeah. No. That that, that that makes sense. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Okay. So in the in, okay, the, time, so, in the time we've got remaining, tell yeah. us a little bit about you know, did this did this come fully formed or has it evolved? And and if oh. and if and and if you, perhaps as well, you could just just finish by by just sharing anything around where you've seen this really have an impact on organizational performance. Yeah. Right. So wow, it's has evolved and still is evolving. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, the, the, we, the leader language I wasn't using uh, four years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, and so that evolved out of the book. The concepts were the same. Mm -hmm. and then it's also evolved in terms of a DEI operating system. Yeah. Because my clients were telling me, Hey, you know, they saw it. They said, this mm. is an organic DEI operating system because everyone's diverse, equal and vital. That. That's mm -hmm. how we're treating each other. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's how it's evolved. And then the notion of a leader follower community, a community of leader followers came mm. through the book. Mm. And and the collective flow chart came as I was writing the book. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so uh, that's. That's that's where it is. And then, Definitely. you know, there, there's a number of examples. Yeah. Uh, one one team. Um, I, I did mention about, you know, they had a, uh, well, you, you had a salesperson come into, um, who's a great salesperson, and then brought in to run the retirement business in a financial company. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
he got the help of leading leaders, you know, and, and ended up, uh, we worked together for years and then everyone in the company wanted to be a part of that. And there were, you know, kind of, I want what they're having. And uh, they created a product that uh, has at least has continued to, you know, impact the whole industry and, um, and to lead the industry and, and to change it in, in that way. And this, this guy was invited to other people's retirement, at someone else's retirement party after he retired. He, not the retiree, but the, the client, former client, received yeah. two standing ovations during someone else's retirement. So the guy had an impact. He had an impact on the company. And this was, you know, 10, 10 years later. Yeah. And so, uh, so that, that's what can happen. Yes. And, there are yeah. other stories to tell. I'm but. sure there are. I'm sure there are. And I'm sure there's there's plenty in, in, in the book as well. So um, yeah, we're going to have are. to wrap it up there, I'm afraid, um, Jeff. But it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you very much. If we were just going to finish with one one thing for people to, to, to take away from what you've been saying, what, what would it be? Let's make a difference through our differences. Yes. In today's world, in business, family, and politics. Mm. If only, eh? Goodness me. We can do it. We can do it. We We, already do it. We wouldn't be here. We couldn't do it. We just need to do more of it. Do more. Get more adept at doing it. Lovely. Thank you very much. And conviction does that. Yeah. That's great. Lovely way to close. Thank you. And thank, uh, you, uh, thank you for listening to Engage for Success Radio. And thank you to this week's special guest, Jeff Spann, President of Leading Leaders Incorporated. And don't forget, you can download or stream any of the great shows from our archive at any time. Just visit engageforsuccess.org. And if you want to get involved in the movement, you can also get in touch at our website as well. So thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.